The Three Cents podcast is recorded on Australian soil and we'd like to acknowledge the Turrbal people, the traditional custodians of the land in which we live on today, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Jumbo! Baoni! G'day and welcome to another episode of Three Cents. My name is Sophie. I'm Tyo. And I'm Dara. And we will be sharing three unique perspectives, insights, opinions, and keeping it spicy, right girls? That's right. I think we can all agree that COVID-19 has really taken us for a wild ride i mean i remember feeling so isolated from everyone and everything and you know having to transition to a whole new lifestyle and also like dealing with fears of the unknown and the uncertainty Mm. of the future so i'm pretty interested to know how you guys hoped during um the whole drama of COVID-19 how did you sort of you know take care of your mental health how did you stay sane Mm. yeah what did you guys do for me I I actually don't know how I survived I just did it (laughs) (laughs) um but what I really noticed from the whole COVID-19 situation was this high level of positivity um, and that just really irks me a lot because, you know, I was like stressed, I was overwhelmed because it's such a scary mm. prospect and especially when you don't know what's coming and because I love planning and I love knowing like exactly what things are going to look like, mm. I didn't really know what COVID-19 was, what, you know, what was going to happen with it. And then all of a sudden I'm just seeing everybody under the sun baking some banana bread. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay there's a pandemic mm-hmm. and we're baking banana bread i was one of them <laughs> yeah. okay and i failed at baking the banana bread guys because i forgot to put flour um in my in my baking so it wasn't an actual banana bread <laughs> <laughs> what was it Dara? Um, it was a banana omelet <laughs> yeah pretty much a banana omelet yeah. um but yeah it just sort of made me think about toxic positivity and you know not really acknowledging the suffering or the pain or the that the fact that you're uncomfortable and just sort of ignoring it and then covering it up with pretty stickers and being like yay Mm. but let's bake yeah let's you know let's look outside let's um learn a new skill during this pandemic so yeah yeah, what do you think tayo about toxic positivity as a whole yeah i i would totally agree with what you were saying because in that I guess that 2019-2020 period a lot of people especially on social media were putting a lot of emphasis on you know since we have so much downtime you need to use this time wisely like why not start the business nothing's stopping you but let's be honest in that time we were feeling really anxious like I I know for myself personally really anxious about you know my career prospects like job uncertainty was you know high at some stages you know financial impacts and things like that like it's actually a really stressful thing to be thinking about Mm -hmm. like you know what 
a week ago you were thinking, yeah, I'm going to be in this job forever. I'm going to get a promotion, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the, the next week people are getting their incomes cut in half. Like it, it's a really crazy time. And I guess having those positive vibes being rubbed in your face when you're feeling clearly, you know, on the verge of a breakdown is, is really hard to deal with. I think, I think it's so real. Toxic positivity is really real. And it's all in your face, really. You, you can't escape it. Like you pick up your phone and you're seeing all the positive quotes on Instagram, like yeah. good vibes only, like make today a great day. And whilst it's good to be positive, I'm not trying to say at all that people shouldn't be optimistic, but, you know, there are a lot of instances where, you know, people are, are not doing okay mm-hmm. and not allowing them to really sit with those emotions is, yeah. you know, can be quite detrimental yeah but i i i think um sometimes i do wonder if there is a place for those positive things that we see on social media because thinking back to that 2019 2020 period whenever i'd be going through something difficult i would run to instagram and and those quotes would be like motivating for me um or self-help books or youtube Mm. where people are going through what i'm going through as well um so i'm interested to just kind of define where it becomes toxic yeah it's that i guess um suppression of what you're going through because you should be here and, you know, when you open Instagram, everybody's on a holiday or everybody's just having the perfect time under lockdown, you know. But it's like, I don't feel like that. So is mm. something wrong with me? Should I just suppress this and just act like everything is all G? Mm. Like, where, where do we draw the line as to this is positive and it's helping me or helping those around me? And, okay, now this is actually just toxic positivity. This is not actually helping anyone at all. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's definitely, um, yeah, as we said, the extreme of things, like just being extreme with that positivity. Yeah. Um, You know, where where you can't talk about your struggles at all and it just has to be positive. I think that's when we sort of go into the toxic part of it. So we're not saying positivity is something that uh, we should just like get rid of, but definitely something that we need to think about. Um, And, you know, if your friend comes to you or your family member comes to you and they're struggling and, you know, or you can, you know, all you're doing is saying, oh, just be positive, Mm. you know, then it's just kind of uh, very harmful to the person as well. And I, I think I struggle when I go to someone and I'm upset about something and they aren't acknowledging yeah you know that i'm feeling rubbish like yeah. I, I just want to be acknowledged and then we can move on to okay how do we solve it or you know what's the next step um in terms of being positive but i guess another thing to look at is as african or african australians um how we see toxic positivity in a lot of things like a, even um, if you speak to anyone, let's say if you call Nigeria, someone from home in Nigeria and you're like, oh, this is something bad's happening. It's very like, okay, pray about it. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. or, um, I think, you know, Tayu mentioned the other day that even the way you greet people yeah. in our language, Yoruba, like all of it is very positive. Very. Like, yeah. you know, you, you go into a, a space and an elderly person is sitting there 
and you're you're basically saying wow well done for sitting yeah you know like it's just like you know well done for everything so it's very i think it's ingrained in a lot of our cultural aspects as well what did Mm -hmm. you guys think yeah i a hundred percent agree like a good example that i can i can think about is even things like going to a funeral like i remember going to a funeral in nigeria and you know clearly everybody's really emotional it's mm-hmm. it's like a tough thing to to go through and and be with at that time and people are basically telling you like you know don't cry like and it's it's it was i found it so weird i guess coming from you know living in australia where funerals and things like that generally people kind of just be around you like they don't generally say too much but in Nigeria like you have like your auntie saying like take heart take heart and it's like but I'm really actually upset about this like it's really bothering me like you're not allowing me to actually just be with my emotions you're just asking me to switch up and act like you know oh it's it's fine like it's not that big of a deal like when it when it really is I I definitely Mm. do see that a lot um within you know some of my family members and some of the events that have that have occurred like I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't be optimistic but I do find that there's a lot of the time we do struggle to be with our emotions and actually acknowledge when we're really going through Mm -hmm. a crappy time like everybody tries to be so optimistic especially I guess I can speak for in Nigeria there's you know, everybody's going through a tough time, but they try to be as optimistic as possible yeah. in order to help move them through the time that they're in. But mm. there's not, I, I really do feel like we do lack quite a bit of acknowledgement of, yeah. of yeah. our feelings. And that has quite a large impact on our mental health. 100%. Yeah. And I wonder, like, that makes me think, like, do we, um, do we say things like, take heart and just ask people to just kind of get over it is it because we don't know how to actually have that conversation and i feel like it's also across cultures that we um are in within australia as well because if i think about it like going into work how are you how's it going yeah Yeah, good thanks (laughs) even though even though you might be having a really shitty day like you're just not well i can speak for everyone but you are reluctant like it's like your automatic response yeah yeah good things even though you are not good things mm-hmm. you're not good things mm. you know and mm. it's almost like it's across cultures and i wonder if it's because we just don't know how to have that conversation or that conversation is just so heavy and difficult to just touch on across all the cultures it is a weird thing to ask how you are and not be able to answer what is up with that guys that is really weird to to think that you can't genuinely or you don't feel comfortable to genuinely say how you're feeling and i i really do think um i guess from from the perspective of the african culture it is really important for us to feel open to express how we how we are feeling because mental health is something that isn't um i'd I'd say that we're probably not as in tune with it as we should i feel like we probably don't um regard it as high as you know 
physical injuries or things like that that we might um that we might experience like we kind of see mental health as like a taboo like it's not something that we really talk about so I, I feel like it is really important for us to you know feel open to discuss if we're going through a bad time like feel open to get help and not always just result into this oh god will provide yes Mm. god will provide but Mm. you know in this particular point at this particular point in time you know you're not feeling okay and you're not you're not fine and and that can be okay Mm -hmm. it's it's important to address that yeah and i mean these are human emotions that we do go through like yeah we're scared to speak about it to each other yet we go through the same things Mm. see how odd that is and maybe it's a lack of trust or whatever it is but um yeah i think yeah definitely with african culture we're very used to just brushing everything under the rug and keeping it pushing Mm. keeping it pushing but really at the end of the day what we're doing is just isolating ourselves suppressing issues until they become really big and very destructive yeah yeah do you think that sort of pushes us away from let's say our african family members um like you know if you speak to them do you feel like okay i can be open i can actually say what my issue is do you feel like you need to put up a facade yeah instead that oh, yeah. that's actually yeah. such a good point and now that you've actually said it i've i've just kind of done like a quick recap on my encounters and that is very true i mm-hmm. don't actually <laughs> feel like the majority of the time i feel comfortable to really say like oh you know i'm i'm really not doing okay and i actually think a part of it is that comparison of oh you know you're you're abroad you know you shouldn't really have many issues and you bringing to them that you know oh you know I'm actually really struggling here or things are expensive here like Mm -hmm. I'm finding I'm struggling financially Mm -hmm. I guess it's that um that I guess their response to that is probably what might withdraw me from really expressing how I am feeling. Cause it is that comparison of, Oh, well, you know, you're, you're overseas. Like what problems could you, could you have? Like, yeah. you know, your problems are not problems. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Your problems are not problems. Mm. Yeah. And I actually, it, it, something resonated me, resonated, sorry, with me in a Ted talk that I, that I saw where, um, where the guy was basically explaining that he was told by his parents to kind of suppress his feelings Mm. because of that comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, I I believe that his family was from Iran and they were basically saying, you know, oh, you know, you you shouldn't feel like, you know, you you don't want to be on this earth because your family is is struggling. Like you're you're in, I guess, what they would term... uh, first world problems mm. like you're in a privileged country mm. right at this point in time but you've got your cousins that are that are struggling day mm. to day you shouldn't feel the need to i guess have any mental yeah mental you should constantly struggles. be happy what are you doing exactly you have clean water you have you exactly know, you go to a nice school exactly yeah and that is that actually is toxic positivity it absolutely yeah. is mm. definitely well i think on that note, we really need to bring an expert in we to do. help us um, sort of talk about this topic from a professional side. 
so excited to introduce our special guest today, Mallory, who's a psychologist and one of my favorite people in the entire world. Um, she is super talented. Not only is she a psychologist, but she is the best like chef. I feel whenever I go to her house I just feel very inadequate like she's just always cooking things from scratch like fresh bread fresh pasta oh that God. kind of person so she's like the best friend to have um when you're trying to gain weight though <laughs> <laughs> so Mallory thank you so much for joining us today um I guess our listeners would love to know a little bit about yourself like what did you specialize in and you know how long have you been a psychologist Thank you for that introduction, Dara. That is <laughs> wonderful. I'm so, so, so happy to be here. It's an absolute honor. I'm so excited for you. I've all, I'm always so proud of everything that you do. So it is an absolute honor to be a part of your wonderful journey. So yes, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a psychologist. I've been practicing for a couple of years now. So I graduated two years ago from my master's of clinical psychology. And before that, I did a, um, a bachelor with, with honors, bachelor of psychology with honors. Ooh, so, fancy. Yes, indeed. So technically, I'm still a clinical psychology registrar. So I'm almost finished that program. So then I'll be able to take the big boy title of clinical psychologist. Nice. <laughs> I love the way we're all like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> titles. We love titles, us Africans. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been practicing for a couple of years now in um, private practice, so in just a small group practice, and I see people from across the age span, children, adolescents, um, adults, older adults, and I really work with de- like day-to-day people just like you and me with like, you know, issues like depression, anxiety, relationship problems, you know, problems with confidence. But I see a lot of problems with shame and embarrassment and, and really getting in contact with, you know, being able to be true to your authentic self. So I think that my experience really ties in well to the topic of our podcast today, for sure. Right. So um, in regards to, you know, it's COVID-19 at the moment, mm. um, how has that impacted your work at mm. the moment like mm. how are you feeling about that is it um are you seeing a, a different set of problems or is it pretty mm. much the same but just a multiple of people mm, yeah it's almost like you know all this all the same problem well yeah i guess there is all the same problems but people are more severe so it's we have more clients needing therapy these days mm. so that puts us psychologists and you know counselors and life coaches and all the other allied health sort of professionals in a, in, a, in a tough position because, yeah, we're having to turn away people that need mm. psychological services. Wow. And that's something that, you know, is, is new for our industry. To turn people away is really, really, really tough. So we're seeing a lot more people need more services in this time, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting because I do know a lot of people that have been wanting to seek help mm. and you know they're going to psychologists and they're being told like you know we've got like a two month waiting period mm, wow. or yeah. the gap between appointments is weeks and weeks and mm. I guess at this point in time where a lot of people are feeling um, quite alone like there's not in some instances there's not very much for people to look forward to especially mm. if you're in lockdown mm. and you're at home yeah. you know 24 mm. 7 yeah. having access to that help is you know quite important but I can see that it would put quite a lot of strain Mm. on the on the industry to Mm -hmm. I guess yeah help 
help people yeah absolutely and I feel like so much of it comes down to all of our so many of our coping mechanisms have been taken away you know Mm. the way that we soothe ourselves and make space for all of our pain and suffering in life Mm. is is our leisure is our is our social circles it's our you know daily self-care habits that some of which have been taken totally away and so our coping capacity has been reduced and so we need to find new ways to access support and one really important way is is therapy and unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah we, we we're sort of at capacity we really truly are which is really hard on on everyone mm-hmm. you know? can you imagine breaking your leg and then being told I'll operate on it three months down the line. Like that's such a good that's point. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you'll lose your leg. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and psychological issues should be treated, you know, similarly to physical issues. Absolutely. And therapy is like brushing your teeth, but for mm-hmm. your brain. Mm. But so many people just don't have access to that, and that's exactly. it's hard. Right. So, um, this episode is obviously about toxic positivity mm. and um, I know you mentioned that you know a lot of people are trying to figure out how to cope during COVID-19 and all of that and even the aftermath because I think some countries are a little bit more settled um, and a lot of things that I've noticed is that there's just positive quotes everywhere yeah. like mm. it's just yeah I just open up my phone on Instagram and it's the first thing I see mm. you know if I'm upset and I call some specific friends they'll be like just be positive don't mm. be so negative and yeah that's just really frustrating and and so we came about the term um toxic positivity mm. and we just kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that mm. um what exactly is toxic positivity so obviously like toxic positivity is a bit of a, a pop culture sort of phrase these days so it's not something that you'll find necessarily in research but probably the the closest i guess psychological concept to it would be like positive impression management and mm. that's something a universal human trait a human habit that we all do that's effective and adaptable in many ways but it's almost, in, in my view anyway, toxic positivity is like an extreme version of this positive impression management. It's gotten too far from us and it's become quite pervasive in, the, in our culture and it's causing some, some problems in this day and age for sure, yeah. Yeah, right. So how do we spot it? Mm. Like, you know, mm. I, I mean, obviously everyone, you know, like you said, every human has this sort of trait in mm. terms of okay I, you know I want to be positive about this situation or mm. you know um, when a friend comes to you the first thing you say is oh just stay positive girl you can do it mm. you know yeah um so but how do we spot it when it's you know a bit much when we're going mm. overboard mm. yeah I feel like you know because there's two sides of the coin here because positive the act of positivity you know is a great thing we do that is an important therapeutic skill to to learn in life to see the silver lining or you know to be a glass half full kind of person you know that is effective in many ways but Mm. not blindly yeah not 100 percent of the time all the time you know we can't use one tool for everything and that's why this extreme version of it can be troublesome Mm. and you know so you asked how you spot it you know i think I think we all feel it when we know it, you know? Mm. You just catch yourself and you're like, oh, you being for real there, though? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. like, you were calling me crying yesterday, like, in absolute, like, a puddle on the floor. Yeah. And now I see a post of you being like, oh, my God, how wonderful is the day? And it's like, yeah, that's great for you, but, like, I don't know, that doesn't sit right for me, you know? Mm. I think we all feel that sense of, oh, there's something missing here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. suppression. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, a more generalized version. If somebody is 100% positive all the time, if everything that they say is happy-go-lucky, no worries, oh, at least blah, 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 you know, yeah, it's not realistic. Yeah. No person and no person's life is perfect. Yeah. And if we blindly pretend that it is, we aren't being true to ourselves or other people. And I think we all pick up on that because we mm. all at a you know, deep level love authenticity. Mm. When somebody in front of us is being real and true to themselves because that helps us accept everything within us as well. Mm. If somebody else is accepting everything, including the bad, within them. So yeah. I think we feel it, you know, that's how you yeah. spot it. And I feel like it makes you feel um, a bit like a bit of an outcast or isolated mm. if people keep telling you, oh, you'll be all right. You kind of question your own emotions and feelings and... Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's invalidating. Mm, it's invalidating. Exactly. You know, when you come to a friend or, you know, any support person and say, I'm feeling this really heavy feeling, you know, all you're asking that other person is to sit, sit with me, sit with this feeling. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to fix it. Just see me and see this feeling and help me with it, you know, and just being with that person helps you with it. But when you have somebody that's over identifying with this positive impression management or toxic positivity they just quickly and blindly say oh it's okay mm. don't worry about it you know but look how, how pretty the sky is today you know <laughs> not the sky oh, <laughs> my Lord, right? yeah. Yeah. and really like you know that person is probably coming from a good place but they're not being mindful and true and really they're not really being there with you you know yeah. because if they were they will ab- they would might be able to say hey yeah, I see it, I know, I feel it too, mm. but it's okay. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you're still getting to the same place that that positive impression management is trying to do, but you're doing it in an authentic way because mm. you're acknowledging the pain. Mm. You're acknowledging that, yeah, life is a bit shit sometimes. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's shit for me too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a really good point, um, especially when we do spend so much time on social media mm. and we're seeing a lot of people, you know, even celebrities basically saying like, oh, you know, life's good, we need to be grateful, this, that, but... And we're kind of using that as a basis to kind of invalidate to a point how we're feeling at a particular point in time. Mm. It's... Yeah, it, it, I guess it has that ability to kind of suppress or question like oh like should I be upset about this because Mm. you know this person's saying that I should enjoy life or Mm. I should get out and smell the fresh air but like you know what if I actually don't feel like doing that right now like Mm. and and people sometimes are looking at a lot of things on social media as like a way of guidance or help Mm. but then I feel anyway like they're not really truly helping themselves if they use that as their basis of you know recovery or something like that because they're not taking in the truth of truth of everything yeah you You can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. you know the whole yin and yang thing we are good and bad simultaneously yeah so is life Mm. yeah i think that's an awesome point um i guess another thing that we were wondering was self-help books mm, mm. So, mm. so i have like a pet hate with those things i'm not gonna lie to you like i just pick one up and it just upsets me like i and only because um a lot of these books are written in a way where it's 
like this high level of positivity or it's like go and get it kind of attitude yeah. mm. but there's no it doesn't doesn't really seem like there's an acknowledgement as to like mm. the suffering or the struggles you're going through it's more like okay you're struggling get over it mm. smile smile mm. smile at a friend you'll feel better mm. like all this kind of stuff so what do you think do you think there's a place for things like self-help books do you think there is a place for these quotes that we're seeing all over the place definitely absolutely but also while we're taking into consideration pain and suffering and paying attention to that as well you know giving space for that i think it's definitely a part of healthy well-being and a a fulfilling and rich and meaningful life you know gratitudes and positivity and and looking towards the things that really make life meaningful and fulfilling but not at the blind ignorance of of everything else which sometimes Mm -hmm. is painful and difficult and ugly and you know all of that stuff (laughs) yeah but where do you draw the line though in terms of okay Mm. we're trying to be positive in this Mm. situation Mm. okay now we're crossing the boundary where this is now toxic like Mm. it's at a toxic level yeah i think if you always start with the painful emotion and then move into the positive emotion then you're safe Mm. you know you should always tune into your emotional mind and validate that pain and suffering before we go okay i've made some space for you i've said hello jealousy or envy or anxiety it's okay that you're here i'm not going to vilify you because you've helped me in many other areas of life but Mm -hmm. i don't need you anymore i'm going to leave you at home today and when i close the door that's that's you staying home yeah Yeah. i'm you're 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 grounded today because i'm now going to go out and enjoy my friends i might still have you niggling at me in the background but i know that i can be mostly mindful today and i'm going to fill my cup back up so that tomorrow when i open the door back up to you maybe you're a little bit less teed off maybe you're a little bit less heavy or intense because I've taken good care of myself and I needed to lean into that positivity. You know, I needed to lean into the gratitudes and say, how good is summer in Australia? How good are my friends? Even Mm. though this massive thing went wrong for me this week, I wallowed in it last night and I soothed myself and I did all my self-care routines. But then I was like, no, I've given you my, that space Mm -hmm. and it's time for you to, to, to stay here and for me to move on, you know? So it's like, address that negativity first yeah. yeah and then move into the positivity rather than just ignoring it repressing it saying i hate you i don't i want you to go away and i wish you weren't here because that makes that demon that anxiety or fear whatever it is mm-hmm. makes it even louder yeah. as soon as you struggle against it it's bigger stronger than you mm-hmm. right so you need to give it that space you need to turn towards it so that acknowledgement and it also sounds like you're trying to hmm. get people to dissociate with or not relate to that part of themselves just put that distance between it yeah and from my perspective i would say diffuse from create Mm -hmm. space between you and that thought or emotion or memory you know so Mm -hmm. understanding that it isn't that thought isn't you Mm -hmm. you know it's part of you it's part of your journey Mm -hmm. but it isn't you and you have the ultimate power over it you are wiser you are bigger you are stronger sometimes it'll get stronger Mm -hmm. but that's okay too you know Yeah. yeah Yeah, because I feel like when we go through those things, we'll probably say things like, I am scared. It's like, mm. no, I'm scared in this moment. I feel scared yes. in this moment. Beautiful. Or yeah. I'm noticing the thought that I'm terrified right now. Or I'm mm. notice this, noticing this sensation mm. on, on inside my chest. You know, mm. it's, it's within you. You're looking 
at the thought rather than from it you know it's about changing your perspective to that pain rather than the pain in itself so we're not struggling against it we're saying it's okay that you're here but i've got this Mm -hmm. you know you're giving yourself Mm -hmm. trust and faith and that allows you to not need this toxic positivity you know it's all fine no worries like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and we just finished are you okay day last month Mm, um mm. and that's really good advice that you've given you know in terms Mm. of your own personal approach to it yeah um as an individual Mm. um not you personally but how Mm. we can approach it you know from within yeah um but i do um wonder what your advice would be for Mm other people supporting people going through something yeah. because I feel like that's where toxic positivity really, you know, yeah. shines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're so right. And we're not even conscious to it either. You know, like we just get bred to be fixers, you know, mm-hmm. like if a problem gets put in front of us, you go, what, okay, we've got a problem. How are we going to solve this? Right. Yeah. But the problem with like pain or, or fear or anxiety or depression or any one of those like tough emotions, like, we don't need to fix it necessarily. Those emotions are okay. They're part of being human. They're part of living a life that's rich and meaningful. You know, we shouldn't say, oh, that sucks that you're feeling sad. Mm. You know, like, let me try to tell you all the things that are wonderful in life so you can get rid of that. Mm. You know, (laughs) so you're telling me that this feeling of sadness is bad, that I shouldn't want it, that I should struggle against it. And then I'm, something is wrong with me for feeling sad right now. It's Mm. like, well, (laughs) no, we've been evolved to have these emotions. They help us. They communicate such important information to us about what makes us feel good and Mm -hmm. satisfied and fulfilled and notice that i'm not saying happy because that's not what life is about it's not the blind pursuit of happiness Mm -hmm. right it's the ensued we should be ensuing things that are meaningful to Mm -hmm. us that give us a sense of worthiness you know that's how we fight this thing that's really driving Mm -hmm. toxic positivity Mm -hmm. you know i love that I lost the thought that I lost the question that you started with. I went off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, as a friend, you ah, know, your yes. friend's going through something. Yes. What would you tell our listeners who are just thinking, what mm. do I say though? Yeah. Like, what yep, do I say yep, to yep. my friend to yep. help them? See, you don't need to say anything. Mm. All you need to do is just be there with them, mm-hmm. right? That urge for us to say, oh, it's okay. Oh, but look at the pretty butterfly over there. You know, this is driven really from an internal fear of Mm -hmm. sitting with that feeling too. We're all just aversive to this pain. And so when somebody else comes to us and says, oh my God, whatever it is, we're like, get rid of it. You know, and for us, that means that's okay. But no, I would encourage if you want to be a good support person to the people in your life, learn to sit with your own pain so that then you can sit with other people's pain and what that looks like with another person is you know so you come to me and you say oh my god i just had the worst day ever this happened blah 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 i might say shit that's hard Mm -hmm. you know I, i totally understand that that would be really overwhelming for you like i'd feel the same way in your position Mm. you're acknowledging it I haven't told you to do anything I haven't told you to get rid of that pain yeah. all I've done is basically supportive psychotherapy right and any person can do this this is not complex stuff right mm. we're just hitting on empathy and everyone is capable of this but yeah. we're hitting on validation so like I see what you I see what you're feeling you know I'm noticing that you're really sad right now I can see that in you you know so I'm connecting with mm-hmm. your emotion I'm tuning into like the common suffering of it you know you're not alone 
I, f- I would feel that way or I'm sure that so many other people would feel that way as well. And it can also be helpful, you know, as, a, as an actual tool or strategy to do something to make some meaning out of it. And that doesn't have to be positive meaning. It doesn't have to be like, oh, but it, at least, you know, it's not this. Blah, blah, blah. And by the way, it is invalidating if you start a sentence with a, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We are not being empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you go, well, at least this. No, no, no. You've lost them already, right? So validation, um, tuning into the common suffering of it all and making some meaning out of it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be positive. You know, for mm-hmm. me, it's always mm-hmm. about... This isn't what I tell myself anyway. This is an opportunity for me to get better at dealing with stress. Mm. This is an opportunity for me to learn more skills so that I can teach my clients more skills. Mm. You know, something that tunes back into my value system and what's important to me so that I can make space for that difficult feeling, Mm. you know, or that difficult thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And that I haven't, it hasn't been a waste. I've learned something from it. I can grow from it, you know. So that would be my advice for mm-hmm. people out there that want to be better support people to the people around them. And that's amazing, you know, given yeah. the situation that we're in these days, you mm-hmm. know, that from a clinical psychologist perspective anyway. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point um, because when it comes to seeking help and things like that, mm. some people, like I, I guess I could, I'll speak from my personal experience, mm. um, the times when I felt like, you know, I would I would like to get some professional help, I was a little bit conscious of going to a psychologist with that perception of, oh, what if they're just going to tell me like, you know, all these positive things and not really sit through mm. the emotions that I'm feeling and then we can kind of tackle or find mechanisms to be able to cope so Mm. I guess to encourage others as well Mm. like not to be afraid of seeking help Mm. like do you think that this toxic positivity might have an effect on on people seeking help like from psychologists with that impression that I just kind of went through with you yeah definitely um and yeah I would definitely encourage everybody to understand that psychologists will all take this perspective as in like it is important to get in touch with difficult emotions so you're absolutely right there but there's also the difficulty from our side of things in that this is a universal and natural human bias to manage the impression that we make on other people because it's important that we're accepted socially you know on many levels Um, And so that comes into the therapy room as well. And I think this is important for listeners to know because this is how they're going to get better. They're going to get more out of therapy if they drop this positive impression management. And I can see this in my clients, especially new clients. They'll come in and I can tell that they want me to like them. They don't want me to judge them negatively. Mm -hmm. They want to be, they want me to, you know, think they're cool or whatever. Mm. And and I I think that's exactly, Exasperated, exacerbated, exasperated. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm young and female, and I think it ties into anyway. So that means that they're not being open and authentic and truly themselves in therapy. You know, they'll tell me something, but they'll exaggerate it slightly. And I'm not a mind reader. I'm not a lie detector. I might be able to pick up on it after a little while and I'll be like, oh, you said this, but you did this. What's happening there? And I'll help you tell me, right? Yeah. But it can be natural, but also conscious at some level. And that's really difficult for many clients. And I wanted to just put that out there as a piece of advice. You know, when you do go to therapy, 
drop it. Absolutely drop it because that is the number one space in life where you do not need to fear me judging you. Mm -hmm. As a therapist, we all have a therapeutic stance of unconditional positive regard. And that means that no matter what you do, no matter what you say, I'm always going to see you in a positive light. I am never going to judge you negatively. That is a really unique relationship in life and it's hard to get your head around, but it's important for clients to know that you must feel comfortable in sharing the deepest, darkest of demons. And if you don't feel comfortable with your therapist, then that's something that tells you that you need to find somebody that's more suitable to you. Yeah. That's a whole other topic that I could talk about yeah. hours and hours and hours. But let me just put the caveat in there. Yeah. Find the therapist for you because not all therapists are going to be for you. There's lots yeah. of different people in the world. There's lots of, lots of different therapists in the world. Yeah. And you're going to get way better way better therapy if you click well with your therapist so shop around although that's another you know difficult thing (laughs) in times of COVID yeah 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 I love that well, thank you so much, Mallory, for joining us. I feel so much smarter, guys. Yeah. Like, wow. And a lot more empathetic. And I feel like I'm going to be a better friend. Yeah. I think I'm a pretty good friend, though, to be honest. Yeah. You guys better agree. Are you guys agreeing? Yeah. Okay. Just, just checking. Just double checking. But yeah, no, thank you so much for giving your time. And we really want to honor you for your work because I know, you know, you have to deal with so much. I mean, you have to deal with your own emotions and you have to deal with your clients' emotions as well. And obviously you're like, you know, pretty much saving lives. So we really, really appreciate you. Yeah. No, really you are. I think you really are. Um, and you know, I feel like your clients are really lucky to have you. So, Absolutely. Oh man, I'm yeah. lucky to have my clients. Oh. Like I'm lucky to be in this industry. I, yeah. I cannot, you know, and I do want to put this out there as well because we need more psychologists. You know, that's really what's going to help us solve this problem you know we don't need more funding well we need more funding into universities but anyway yeah. we, need, we need more psychologists out there so let me just say how amazing this job is like I, every single day I get to go in and I hold space for people whatever they need to come in and talk to me about like I am there for them and sometimes yeah sometimes that's real hard really 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 hard on my heart but there's so many times when it is I'm filled with joy and love and pride for my clients you know it's such a rich 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 role and I'm so honored to call myself a psychologist and I'm so thankful that you guys brought me in here today it's absolutely wonderful to share my thoughts and to have you guys as such wonderful soundboards to help (laughs) keep me on track (laughs) I love that thank you so much Mallory and how can we reach you or how can our listeners reach you well I mean so I am um you'll see all my details on my page um i'm working yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah i'm working at a small private practice at um at the redlands called zest infusion because we infuse people with the zest of life (laughs) i love that (laughs) (laughs) and obviously i'm in link i'm on linkedin so i'm searchable that way as well i'll put it out there my books are closed so nobody (laughs) please nobody come (laughs) please don't call my office receptionists are like no more clients please yeah i love that but no we'll definitely link um some information for you guys to follow um uh maybe not follow her but you know you can follow her on linkedin and all that we'll we'll, we'll sort that out (laughs) well thank you again and uh, yes thanks for such an insightful session with us thank you very much for having me wow that was a really good conversation i'm really happy that we got her on on the on the episode such 
great resources for you guys to really utilize and she really did emphasize how important it is to to get help which i think is very important especially for um our african audience as well but you know all people in general definitely encourage everyone to get help be okay with not being okay essentially is is really important i think that's one of the main things that she really pointed out yes taya so i think it's very important for all of us to note that if any of our listeners are experiencing any emotional distress just to contact lifeline on one three one 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 four and we will be linking some amazing services and apps that are really helpful uh, to maintaining your mental health and i think it's also important to note that you can contact your gp as well um, and some of the mental health case planning is actually medicare rebated so i think get out there do your research and really get that help if you need it and if you know anyone that is struggling support them and provide those resources to them as well and that's our three cents thank you for tuning in and be sure to give us your thoughts on today's topic on our instagram page three cents.podcast signing out it's dara sophie and tired. Thank you.